Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello out there, all you fashionable Force users, and welcome to our very first mini-episode of Echo Station Podcast, Padme's Closet. I am your host, Chris, your resident Midwest space princess, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Ian. I am Ian, and I am your uh, resident uh, governor of the planet. I'm CEO Bibble. <laughs> that works for me. Or how are you to say his name? I'm I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm I'm Batman. I'm I'm Batman and I'm Batman. Yes. So mini episode means that we're doing a new mini series. Yay! Yay! Uh aptly named uh Padme's Closet. For the reason because we're talking about the fashion and the icon that is Padme Amidala. Indeed. We are talking episodes one through three. Each outfit is going to get its own episode. Uh, they're only going to be about 20 minutes long. This one's going to be a little bit longer just because we're explaining a few things. But each each uh, outfit gets its own episode. We will be doing uh, Sabe's outfits too because technically they are still the Queen's outfits. Yes. So we're still doing those. Um, so yeah, we're doing one through three. Uh, we're starting off in the very first outfit for episode one, and then we're ending with her uh, funeral outfit from episode three. Which is actually one of my favorites, which is weird right, considering so she's never even standing in it. She's just dead. <laughs> I mean, I don't see anything wrong with She's being carried by like pack mules of space pack mules, so who cares? Goals. Life goals. Right. Um, so if you uh, know our channel, if you know... Uh, the episodes, we always start off with like a little bit of news and uh, what we learned in the Star Wars universe. We won't be doing that on this miniseries. We will obviously keep on doing that on the uh, main episodes. Uh, but one quick little piece of news is that episode 9 has finished filming, guys. Yes. And, you know, the, uh, the, the closing set photos were just tear-inducing. All of the hugs were, yes. and all. Oh, mm, so sad. I know it's it's very sad, uh, but also very happy because that means December's like right around the corner for us. God. But not really, but it is. But it is. It's not. But it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, so 
9 is wrapped filming. We're getting the final Star Wars movie in the Skywalker saga uh, come December. So we can't wait for that. Uh, we'll talk more about that, though, on the the main episodes for Echo Station. Yes. Like we said, you'll know when this is a miniseries or mini-episode because it's just titled Padme's Closet. Uh, so if you want to, you know, sit down, listen to, you know, our thoughts on the costumes, uh, you know, the costume itself, we'll talk about a little bit of history on each costume, how it was made, who designed it, all that stuff. Uh, but for now, uh, we are talking about, like we said, the fabulous first costume that Padme ever wore, that we ever saw her in, which is the red throne room gown, also known as the invasion gown. And, um, when we post up these podcasts we'll throw up a photo just so you can know exactly what we're referencing if you don't feel like googling around yeah every time that we have a new episode we'll have a picture of her in said outfit so they're not hard to find (laughs) uh but this outfit was the first outfit that we saw padme in uh design all the outfits in episodes one two and three actually were designed by uh trisha bigger who was the costume designer on those films uh Wow, this outfit packs a punch. It is. It is extremely iconic. Um, very memorable. I mean... <sighs> it, it it really gave us quite the introduction to Amidala's character and what we would come to expect from her throughout the series. You know, I think, it, I think it's kind of the perfect introduction because she is, quite obviously, a child. But this is a child yeah, is who a child holds queen. power, who commands, you know, respect and has a presence. And it really is echoed in this outfit that they've chosen to introduce her in. Yeah, uh, she, you know, it's it's the first episode we see her in the trailer as well. But not only that, you know, if you compare this outfit with the first outfit we see of Leia, totally different. Yep. Uh, George, you know, said that he really wanted the costumes to be one of the centerpieces in one, two, and three, and they very much were. Um, and, you know, it's regal. It's this, you know, very vibrant red. It's not, you know, one or a four, five, and six had very, you know, whites, blacks, grays, silver mm-hmm. tones to most of their costumes. Uh, you know, one, two, and three had every color under the oh, rainbow. Yeah. No. And then some. This is this is a woman who clearly uses fashion as a weapon to to really announce her presence, to you know, to tell you that she means business. And clearly she does. Oh, yeah. Um so this is the first outfit, like I said, we see in the trailer. I remember being very young and seeing this outfit and you just see like this big hair piece, her her white face makeup, the red in between her lips. Mm-hmm. And you just hear her say, you know, I will not condone a course of action that will lead us to war. And you're like, what's going on? What is happening? Mm-hmm. What what is what is going on? And that outfit is so iconic, I think it's not only because you see it's the first outfit that we see her in, but you know, so many toys been made from yep. it, statues, you know, artwork. It really is the quintessential, I think, Padme outfit that people think, oh, this is, yep, that's her. I remember the first time I saw anything um, merchandising or, or the trailer or whatnot having to do with this outfit. I remember going home and 
rummaging through my mother's makeup drawers for the reddest lipstick that I could find. Oh, dear. <laughs> so that I could recreate that incredible, bizarre, fantastic lip look and then the to- the dots. Like, ugh. And then was she mad at you after that? No, not really. I, I think she was just, you know, was pretty used to my shenanigans at that point when it came to uh, Star Wars. And then I remember wearing that to school the next day. And oh, my goodness, oh, that was a choice. Oh, <laughs> that was oh, such a choice. Dear. <laughs> oh, no. Like, Did the kids, like, yeah, question what the hell was oh, going yeah, on? Oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, I was already the weirdo. But, like, this was this is not something you do when you're in third grade or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> is this, like, kabuki theater? What's going yeah, no, on? It, What's happening? It was bad. It was really bad. But it, oh, that, no. it, just, it was so striking. And it was so different. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's one of those that very much, you know, leaves a lasting impact. Oh yeah. Uh and so let's let's break down this costume a little bit. Okay. Uh, so it let's let's start from head yeah, to toe. So so it's it is put together by the fashion designer Trisha Baker. However, the initial um concept art is by Ian McCraig. Who's actually coming to Planet Which Con I was Con about to drop. I was like, and if you want to talk to him about that Yay! He'll be at Planet Comic Con this year. He will. Um, so we should probably, you know, go bug him. <laughs> yes, be like, sir, just design something for us, please. <laughs> design me a pretty outfit. I just kind of want him to, like, sign... I sh- oh, I should get him to sign my book. You should. <gasps> then I can have her and him sign... Oh, I should do that. That's fantastic. So for idea. those who don't know, tell them about the book Okay, quick. so... Um, ar- around the time, I want to say, of... Revenge of the Sith, like after, shortly after Revenge of the Sith came out, this phenomenal, absolute must have collector book um, for the Star Wars collectors out there came out. And it's called um, Designing a Galaxy. And it's basically, it's mostly by Trisha Bigger. And it goes through with these absolutely stunning behind the scenes and up close high res photos of nearly all of the costumes mostly padme stuff it focuses a lot on her stuff um from the movies but it does have things from the uh, original series as well but it's mostly it's mostly the prequel series and you get really in-depth close-up photos of you know like the gold embroidery that's on this particular dress we're talking about um she tells you exactly what kind of fabrics they used you know for instance with this one they had initially wanted to go with velvet because velvet has such a you know a strong regal connection and that really rich look but it just looked terrible on film and it didn't flow right and so they ended up going with these intricate layers of really high quality beautiful silk that's silk yeah it's the whole thing is silk it's it looks like crushed velvet it's silk and faux fur yeah oh, isn't that wow. amazing it's a, and, and I did it, not know like that. even the sat, even the cording is a silk satin cording Ooh, that must have been hard to work with. Yeah, so it's 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 just oh, there are like oh, let's see, that's each panel. There's approximately twenty five panels of this silk in the dress, and fifteen for each sleeve. Like that's just insane. 
It mm. is. And I've seen cosplayers do this one. Yeah. They, a lot of them do it justice, but it, I, my hat's off to it's them tough. because it is so hard to it's make. It's tough. So, so yeah, so there is this book and it's phenomenal and it has all these fantastic photos that, you know, well, before that you, you couldn't find them anywhere else. Um, and there were a very small limited number of these that were made with um, swatches from the actual costumes that it came with. Um, Swoon. Yeah, I was not able to get my hand on one of those, but I do have one of the lesser special edition hardcover ones, and it's pretty much my most prized possession. <laughs> but it's a special edition because who's it signed by? It is signed by Trisha herself, um, who I was able to work with when I volunteered for the Dressing a Galaxy exhibit at um, the Fashion Institute of Merchant Merchandising and Design in Los Angeles back when I was a working model there. And, oh, what an experience. Yeah. She's fantastic. Completely down to earth. Um, totally in favor of cosplayers and people and costumers. And it was, it was an experience. She is, if you ever get the chance to meet her and pick her brain, I highly recommend it. Cause she has, is she British or is she like Scottish or she has an accent, doesn't she? I, you know what? I kind of recall her being American actually, but maybe, I mean, that was like over a decade ago. I don't know. I thought she was. So I don't remember. Of a, from a foreign land that's not America. It's possible. I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, I was so starstruck. So, who knows? <laughs> right. So we're going to dissect this outfit from head to toe. We're starting with the head. Let's start with this headpiece. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The headpiece. Um, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous headpiece, and she has you know this hair that's in like a on like a crescent shape. I guess would be a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, she has, it's not like a full circle, you know, it cuts off basically where her ears are, the bottom of her ears. And it's this massive, like, I don't know, kind of half cylinder of hair, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and she has these fins or blades that are kind of cutting through the hair that give it a, an a illusion of them cutting through the hair, but they just kind of rest on there. Yeah. She has a jewel on top. She has a jewel in the middle of her forehead that's connected to the whole crown headpiece. Uh, it's, you know, it's gold, it's silver, it's, it probably you know, deep red. <laughs> yes. Um, it was heavily it... influenced by, um, apparently traditional Mongolian and Thai wedding, um, ensembles. Yes. That is a theme throughout all of the queen's costumes, basically. Yes. Uh, there's a very distinct, um, Asian theme to all of her outfits. And we are here for it. Yes. Uh, so... You know, you have that, you know, the bright gold, the beautiful silver, and then you go straight down and you see her face. Her face is, you know, covered in, in white makeup. Very stark contrast the, to the rest of the yeah, outfit. She, she has the two red dots, and then she has the red upper lip, and then the red uh, crease in her bottom lip with the white makeup. And it's interesting because when you actually, when you look at the makeup job as a whole, it's incredibly minimal. Yeah, there's like no eyeshadows no. really. There's, there's no, there's no contouring. contour. There's nothing. It's very minimal. It's just white out, half red lip, two red dots, and then you know lashes and mascara. Yeah. And that's pretty. But the, much I mean, it. there's not really anything. They're not aging her up. No, no, no. They're not aging her up. All the the presence, this larger than life, kind of older presence that you get. It's 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 all from. It's all from her inner strength, I want to say. The way, you know, the oh, way yeah. she looks at people. And then just that larger-than-life outfit. 
It's very commanding. Yes. Uh, and then fun fact about her hair. Uh, I did not realize that she had a bunch of braids in the back as well. Oh, yeah. Because I thought it was just like her top head piece and that was it. No, you see it uh, really well. And I think, and that's one of the really iconic um, views. It's one shot where she like, you know, sees the invasion happening. Yep. And she kind of just like bows her head down and like submission to the droid but army. She's looking through the window. Yeah. And it's um it's it's from the original trailer. It it's is a very it's uh, a very kind of heavy moment. It is. Um, but also about her hair, we learned a little bit today in the Clone Wars that a lot of her hair pieces were already pre-made, and she just put them on. Thank God! Can you imagine? Right. So she doesn't really have all that hair. A lot of them, you know, pre-made pre-made hair pieces that she can literally just put on like a crown or like a hat, and then go to various you know whatever it may be i mean it takes like so, four hours just to get my hair done and i cut off most of my hair <laughs> i can't even imagine I, I found it very funny how they uh did that and i'm like oh that kind of you know that makes it sense. totally that's makes easy, sense why well, it's an easy way to be like she doesn't have all this hair guys this is kind of like a it's another crown yeah well so i kind whatever. of imagine it like you know um baroque era French court, you know, people just had like these various yeah. wigs that they'd have commissioned mm-hmm. and whatnot, you know, like insane things like battleships and stuff worked into right. them and bird cages, and they were just sitting there and you plop it on your head. Yep, that's what, <laughs> that's what this is. Um, so moving down, she has a beautiful red collar lined with uh, brown faux fur, and then in the center is uh, a, a tabard. That's what they called it, right? Yeah, I would call it a tavern. What do you call it? And it is embroidered with this gold design and pattern, and it is gorgeous. And it's all supposed to be traditional Nabu royalty. Like, all of this is supposed to be heavily traditional to the royalty family. And besides, you know, the red and the brown, that's the only other really color that pops on that outfit is that bright gold in the front. Yeah. Um, unless, unless the lights are turned on. Yes, which we will get to in a moment. <laughs> we will get to the extension cord in just a second. Uh, so we have this gold tabard, or it's a red tabard with gold uh, embroidery. And she has these beautiful red billowing sleeves that has the line detail yeah, on and them. And they, everything has a very stiff shape. Um, yes. So the, the under construction of the dress which is what they started with, um, is basically like this very rigid upside down ice cream cone thing that she's wearing to keep the dress into this shape because it was extraordinarily heavy, which is another reason why they didn't go with the velvet. Just because yeah, of been really how heavy. heavy it ended up being. Um, <laughs> and obviously she could not really do much in it to begin with. No. Yeah. Um, eight weeks. Took eight weeks to make this. Yeah, a lot of the costumes took between eight to ten weeks to make. Yeah. And we're not we're not um, talking like cosplayer eight weeks where no. maybe you spend a couple hours a week on it. We're no, we're talking about like probably fifteen hours a day for eight weeks. This dress was mind that on. being a team of people yes. as well, not oh, yeah. just one no, person. No, absolutely huge, amazing team of designers and seamstresses and you know um, specialty embroiderers and whatnot. So this dress also gives her a silhouette of almost a bell shape, too, yeah. if you think about it. Because, you know, she has a very, you know, the tight waist, and then it billows out at the bottom. Uh, and at the bottom, 
we have Chris's favorite feature on the dress, <laughs> which is what? So there are these little, almost ladybug reminiscent, um, like lanterns, plastic lantern things um, that are fixed all the way around the bottom of the dress, kind of like uh, about where her feet are, maybe a little like ankle length. Um, and they actually glow. Uh, they're they're these bulb things that turn on, and you can see that they kind of have a soft glow in some of the uh, in some of the scenes of the movie. But <laughs> my favorite little like random Easter egg, not I don't know if you just derp <laughs> movie derp, <laughs> is that you can actually see <laughs> the extension cord coming out of the back of her dress where it's plugged in to make those bulbs light up. That's very funny, and um, and so it's one of those it's one of those funny things that we talk about as 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 cosplayers. Like if you are super into making you know like five hundred first level canonical Star Wars costumes, y- you got to include the extension cord because yeah, it's, extent, it's yeah, there. You cannot forget the extension. It's cord. It's on film. There it is. And how else are you going to turn your dress on? Also true. <laughs> um, but yeah, she has these beautiful lanterns that go around bottom of the dress and the bottom of the dress also is lined with uh that faux fur same thing with the the uh lining of the sleeves as well um her makeup for her like her she ha- she doesn't wear any rings but she has uh these uh stark white nails mm-hmm. she has nails painted white would you go back to the uh the makeup obviously yes yeah. and then a red uh sleeve on the inside so overall, color-wise, it's not. It's only about three or four different colors, but the way that it is used and how much it is used is beautiful. And mind you, this dress is only on film for maybe six minutes. Oh yeah, no, it's insane. How it's just insane how little time most of her dresses are actually on film compared to how much work with it went into them. Yeah, it's one of those where you're just like, oh, and then and some of the outfits that we you know are going to talk about as well, and especially the later. Uh, movies, some of them were cut completely from the film itself. Can you imagine putting, you know, eight weeks of embroidery time into a dress and then it never sees the light of day? Oh, I would have been livid. <laughs> like, hey, George, let, let's 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 talk. Come here, come here, here. Just just, just come here. Come sit down. <laughs> no, like that's oh, that would irk me so much. Yep. That ooh, um. But so overall, this red outfit, like we said, it's the first outfit that we see her in. It's the one where we know that, you know, obviously she is royalty. Uh, given the fact that, you know, she has this outfit and she's sitting on a throne and whatnot. But we know just by looking at it, we're like, oh, this is someone that we need to pay attention to. And we do pay attention. Oh, yeah. Um, She, you know, I think this outfit really solidifies us to know that you know yes she is a queen she's a 14 year old queen but damn she can wear an outfit Mm -hmm. like she can carry that outfit with poise grace and dignity it also it really sets the tone for the costuming of the prequel series you know um it it's it sets it apart i think from the original series when the original series is absolutely known for its costuming absolutely but for this to be some of the first impressions that we get, y- you know, we know we're in for a different story here. Very much so, because, you know, the first few scenes we see Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, they're in Jedi outfits, and we've seen that before with old Obi-Wan. Yeah. 
So, you know, nothing really new there, necessarily. Uh, you know, we see the Viceroy in the Trade Federation. We see some different, you know, outfits there, which look very cool. But then when we see her come on screen, you're just like, your jaws dropped. Yeah. It's truly iconic. Uh, I mean, this, you know, when when costuming is talked about in film, especially fantasy, um, science fiction costuming is talked about on a whole, this costume is brought up time and time oh, again. yes. Agreed. Uh, it's one of those where, you know, as soon as someone, at least for me, as soon as someone says Queen Amidala, I, this is the first outfit that I picture. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if it's the same for you or not, but it is, I'm like, oh, yeah, no. that is, I, that's the first one I picture. Well, if I, if someone says Queen Amidala, this is what I think of. If someone says Padme, I think of the, the white battle arena outfit. I do, I'm just saying, if someone says Padme, I think of either that one or I think of, uh, Oh, it, what it was in, uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was the one in episode three where she meets Anakin on Mustafar. Oh, the, um, the, the, the pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the maternity outfit. wear Padme. Yes. I like that one. It's cute. I do too. It's really, really cute. And it's, you know, it's a very easy costume with the cosplayers say they can wear oh, yeah. and everything. It's not, you know, super detailed, but anyway, we'll um, that one. <laughs> yes. In a, in our later series. Much later. Literally, yes. the one before last. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Uh, so, you know, out of five lightsabers, what do you give this costume? Oh, it's a five out of five. Yeah. Same oh here. yeah. I mean, it's there. There was nothing like it before this. I mean, obviously, the real wor- real world influence are are definitely there. You can definitely see the Asian and uh, Korean ceremonial dress influences, but there was. There's nothing like this. And at the same time, it does harken back to some of that, like, really old school sci-fi. You know what I mean? Like, when they're traveling to, you know, to whatever random planet and they're greeted by the crazy king and queen of whatever random planet. It does kind of harken back to that. I was born in 93, so nothing happened before then. (laughs) It's not like that was anywhere near my... (laughs) birth date either but come on you know what i'm talking about no i know i just like saying that just make people like <laughs> uh no i agree it's like you know, you know like the... some classic flash gordon yes like you know this is the delicate for this planet or yes. you know whatever yeah it's like oh this planet has this kind of fashion this one has this yeah exactly uh and that is shown also you know naboo really all the citizens of naboo have high fashion even the her security detail has high fashion oh yeah no no they are they are meticulous in in, in their are. presence um, to the world or well to the galaxy yeah rather. if you you know compare them to say you know excuse me the uh the species on utapau that obi-wan visits in episode three yes. starkly different like completely 360 well they and clearly tell... follow the capsule wardrobe fashion plan yes <laughs> um you can tell, you know, each world does have its own influences, and Naboo was very much influenced by, you know, Korean and Chinese and Mongolian uh Even though the palace outfits. is Italian. Yes, even though that, but I mean, that I would love to live in that palace, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's a really pretty palace. <laughs> so that about wraps us up for this episode. Yeah. Uh, like we said, each episode is going to be an outfit, so our next episode is going to be her 
black uh, outfit with the big feather headdress. Oh, that one's awesome. That technically Padme doesn't wear. It is Sabe, it is Sabe. but bite us. We're still doing yep. it. We don't care. It's still a queen's outfit. It would, and I mean, we would like to, we would think that it would probably have come from her personal closet. No, well, yeah, because she's the decoy. It's yeah. not like Sabe has these laying around. Exactly. It's, it's Amidala's clothing. Yeah, no, no. It was... Sabe just fits in it. Yeah, well, <laughs> must reach these measurements yeah, to Yeah, Knightley just ride. fits in it really well. Which is funny because she's, like, much taller than Natalie, Natalie. Gorman. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the next one. We know, you know, it's the big black one, the really pretty one that everyone's like, oh, that one's an interesting looking dress, too. Yeah. Uh... So that being said, tune in uh, next time. This is probably going to be in every other week uh, episode as well. So we won't be having it weekly. It'll be every other week. Um, And real quick, also, for all of you who are going to be attending Planet Comic Con, depending on when you listen to this, it's like 30 days or less away. So crunch time for all you. Yeah, get your tickets. Crunch time for all you cosplayers. Uh, we are having a Star Wars panel on Saturday from 6.30 to 7.20. Uh, we're talking about Episode 9, the theories of Episode 9. So bring those, uh, bring your theories, bring your Star Wars trivia for us, ask us questions, yeah, interact questions. with us. We don't care. Uh, we would love to, you know, see you guys there and talk with you. But until then, uh, we will see you guys next time. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget to let us know what you think about this particular costume. Yes, yeah, don't forget that. So, uh, I should say also, uh, and this totally just blanked my mind until I thought about it, but we are now on also Spotify and uh, Spreaker. Which one? So, Sp- Spreak? No, is it Spreaker? No. We're on Spotify, I know that. Oh, are you talking about, um... oh my god, this is literally the podcast thing that I use to listen to. Why? <laughs> like... Yeah, Spreaker. Yeah, we're on Spreaker and Spotify. It's not Spreaker. It's not, it's... Yes, it is. Is it? Wait, yes. how do I not know... Oh, I was thinking Stitcher. No, we're not on Stitcher. Not yet. We're going to try and get on we Stitcher, should, we but we don't know Stitcher. yet. Uh, so, yeah, Spreaker... <laughs> so, Spreaker and Spotify are the new ones we are on. And, of course, you can follow us at Echo Station Cast on the Twitter. Uh, shoot us what you think about this uh, costume and just the costumes in general of Padme mm-hmm. or even 1, 2, and 3. Uh, you know, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many other podcast platforms, like the ones that I just mentioned, too. <laughs> Hurrah! Uh, you can find me at IR Turner on Twitter, and then House of Turner Cosplay on the Facebooks and the Instagrams. Chris, where can they find yep, you? If you'd like to get a uh, look at my many Star Wars costumes that I've done as a cosplayer, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chris Jaded. And I am on Twitter with my random terrible opinions at The Dirt Witch. <laughs> They're not terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so now until next time, see you later, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. 
Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 